This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! All right, all right, party people in the place to be. This is Johnny Alpha, welcoming you back to a brand new episode of Nerds from the Underground. And joining me this week is... Poet Air. That's right. Me and Michael, we're going to be getting our weeb flag flying, as this is going to be the first manga-centric episode of Nerds From. And we got just two killer mangas to start this out with. What do we got on the table today, Michael? We got Hell's Paradise by Yuji Kaku, a book I completely love, and I'm glad I recommended to you. It just really grabs me, and I think the art's incredible. I can't wait to talk about it with you. We have Doro Hidoro by Q Hayashida, which is, in my opinion, probably one of the greatest mangas ever. I've never read another comic book like this. I mean, it's just so wild and just on its own. Yeah, it blew me away from reading it. It's definitely got that dark wizard and all that mushroom eating kind of love. I mean, I love wizards and sorcery, and that's some of the grimiest sorcery and wizards I've ever seen. But before we kind of get into the episode, like, I just wanted to do a quick little check-in with Michael and, you know, kind of see what he's been reading this week. Well, you read anything cool this week, Michael? Yeah, I, I'm going to also talk about something cool I watched. So what I read cool is Bad Karma by Alex DeCampi. It's a story about two former Iraq war vets. One's a mercenary now. One's a washed-up drunk with one leg. And they're t- both from Boston. It's totally Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. And it's them trying to atone for the sins of their past on Christmas. And it has that kind of just ripe vibe for shenanigans and violent tendencies to happen on Christmas. And it's got some biting humor. And then also I've been loving reading Demon Slayer. I'm trying to catch up on all that manga. That manga is one we should definitely cover one day on here. It's fantastic. Maybe the best ongoing manga right now. And then I also watched, well, I'm halfway through Devs which is Alex Garland's show from FX on Hulu, and it's a quantum dream for me. I mean, it's the kind of reality that I actually think this reality might be. And also, I quick shout-out, did not like Westworld Season 4, but let's be positive. What have you been reading? Well, I checked out and really, really enjoyed the third book of Kelly Sue DeConnick and Emma Rios's Pretty Deadly. It's called The Rat. It's this really cool noir tale that takes place in old Hollywood, and it's got Skullface Ginny and all the Pretty Deadly regulars, but instead of being cowboys, it's very noir and Oh, man, Emma Rios' Arden is just glorious. It's one of the most beautiful books to look at, man. I gotta check that out. Have you watched anything recently, too? The newest thing that I kind of binged was season four of Last Kingdom, and I absolutely love that show. If you like good kind of historical dramas about old England, you can't go wrong with that. It's a good, just brutal show. I need to watch it. You and Blake are always raving about it. I didn't know Blake watched it out then. That's cool. Yeah, he's always talking about, you know, not doing responsible things because he's watching Last Kingdom. <laughs> that sounds like our boy god bless him bless his heart as they say in texas but let's get into these books like you said first up we have hell's paradise story and art by yuji kaku and gabimaru the hollow is one of the most vicious assassins ever to come out of the ninja village Iwakagura. he is ruthlessly efficient but 
Betrayal results in him being handed a death sentence. He has only one hope. In order to earn his freedom, he must travel to the long-hidden island to recover an elixir that will make the Shogun immortal. Failure is not an option on this island. Heaven and hell are just a hair's breadth away. I love this book, and before we get into plot specifics, I just want to talk about how much fun did you have reading and experiencing all the times they tried to to kill Gabimaro in all the different ways they tried to execute him and failed. Like, the way this has just escalated just had me cracking up every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's how the book starts out. And it almost gets silly to an extent, but, like, in a good way. I watched a lot of those, like, really extreme movies. So I've seen one called The Shogun Sadism, which is, like, an old 70s movie that was all about these torture techniques, which I think that this book was actually kind of lampooning because of the oxen scene especially that one was just kind of like yep they were making fun of that definitely but it, it cracked me up i had a, i had a good time with it they went through all the old japanese executions because basically gabamaro has been trained in Wakaguri village the ninjas there get trained in such an intense way they're almost superheroes per se their bodies are basically incredibly strong they go from decapitation to burning to then getting <laughs> pulled by pulled by oxens I believe that's the last last one. No, the last one is they put him in a pot, filled it with oil, and lit it on fire, and he still walked out of it. And then there. Yeah, I walked out of it fine. So I, I love this book. I love Gabamaro. I love all the Asaman executioners that we meet in the first arc of this first trade. Saguri is probably my favorite character. She's badass. Saguri is very badass. But basically, the main plot is he can't be executed, and the emperor wants to go to this ancient island to find the panacea, which is basically grants immortal life. And it's this mysterious island that Gabimaru has been to once, and he has decided to go with all these other criminals who are having their executions stayed off to go to the island to bring back the panacea for the emperor. But the catch is they are all accompanied by Asaman executioners. Their hands have to be bound and only one couple of an Asaman and a criminal can come back with a panacea, and then they'll be pardoned. I gotta say, I love a lot of the other criminals too. We'll get into that in a minute. What did you think about the book? Well, it just had so much to offer. Like, if you didn't just get involved in the kind of odd, like, suicide squad mixed with, I don't know, kind of like a strange fighter thing, because a lot of the other criminals are trying to fight each other to get to the panacea first, there is just insanely wonderfully grotesque body horror that you get introduced to at the end of this first arc which um is part of the island's mystique which i thought was wonderful once they get the island it reminds me of almost more of a twisted island from lost like you have no idea what's there and there's all these flower monsters and just the way they grotesquely dispatch people you got butterflies with human heads that sting you and like turn you into like a plant guy too like um what happened with the tiger blade guy he cut off his own hand well you kind of understood what was going to happen to him that was turning him into those flower monsters exactly yeah which was great but yeah no i mean like the book really takes off in a solid way but i also really like the way that they really blowly bring you around to the character of gabi maru in the beginning of the book because at first you know like they really sell you 
you on his whole shtick that he's this hollow person that you know he's killed all these people and nothing can get to him and he just wants to die and then you learn with Sigori that the guy actually does have something that he cares about. Sigori makes him be honest that he does not want to die. Which was really touching which really kind of made him really neat main character in a story like this. Also I really like his almost one punch man attitude towards having to fight anything. He's just kind of like, if I have to, then whatever. But, you know, I, I don't want to do this, you know. like No, he doesn't want to fight at all. But if he has to, one of the best scenes of that, the emperor brings all the Asaman and the criminals to be shipped off. They say the boat can't fit all of them. So fight amongst yourselves. He's trying to refuse to fight. And so a ton of fellow criminals gather around him and his hands are bound. And it's so brutal. He dispatches them basically with his hands and his teeth and just ripping down 10, 15 guys using mostly his mouth to just tear them apart. And then he's just kind of like, yeah, I didn't want to do that. But you know what I mean? I, you guys kind of forced me to. <laughs> this is like, yeah, exactly. Characters like that kind of endear themselves to me, which, like I was telling you, when I first saw them, usually when they draw characters like that, they're usually kind of petty little loudmouth characters, which I kind of thought he was going to be. But the fact that they kind of almost gave him like One Punch Man's attitude kind of really, really saved the character for me. Kind of cracks me up. He definitely grew on me throughout this book. I really like him. So some of the other criminals, one of my favorites is the Bandit King, Aza Chobe. That guy with the scars on his face is this savage also. I hope he sticks around for a while. Because as soon as they get to the island, all shit breaks loose where basically Asamons let their parent criminals go to try to get the panacea for themselves. And then it's just criminal against criminal betraying each other. And Asamon betraying other Asamon to team with the criminals. And some people just get wiped out so brutally. I won't say who, but there was a fellow Asamon that's with Sagiri. I thought maybe it was going to be in the book longer. And then he just gets taken out like nothing. Just squish. Yep. The good fake out that I really liked was with the one Asaman when you thought he was coming for Gabi Maru, but he was just collecting the head of his guy. I thought that, that was actually pretty funny because you thought that like, oh man, he's going to have to fight one of these guys. Nope, nope. It was just kind of a really cool misunderstanding. There's really good humor to the book. The way it's drawn is very fluid. I kind of like that a lot of the gore happens off panel, which I wouldn't think that i would say but i don't know it just kind of cracks me up because it's kind of funny to see gabi maru just shrug and then you know the next panel you see a pile of bodies behind him you know you don't actually have to see him doing it i kind of enjoy that a little better and sagiri's vision too where she could basically see demons around people and how she like dispatches of demons and the demons that sound surround gabi maru and how they're all black like just that kind of art is awesome and also some of the art, especially on the island with all the old statue heads, is literally breathtaking. The art is beautiful by Yuji Kaku. Characters that kind of look like your basic from any other manga, but his backgrounds and his detail is what really shines in the book. His character designs are good, but they're pretty typical, but... Yeah, dude, like the backgrounds and, and his beasts are definitely awesome. Like that giant thing just stands up and it's got like arms coming out of its eyes. At the end of the book, I was just like, ooh, that's a crazy cool ass looking monster. I was just looking at that. Yeah, that monster looks completely insane. Yeah, it's like something from Berserk or something, you know what I mean? You're just like, I can't wait to see Gobby yeah. fight that one, man. That's going to be badass. That is badass. I mean, it, it just it hooks with me so much. And I can't wait for the next volume to come out. It's coming out soon. Because really the island, too, with all this other great stuff we're talking about, I want to know more about the fucking island the Panacea is on. Because we've just got there, 
And I feel like the mystery and intrigue of that island is really going to build in the series as well. Aside from like the body horror creatures and the other criminals, you also kind of get a sense that the Shogun told Gabi Maru's tribe that he was there and that the other ninjas that are wanting them dead are probably going to embark upon them probably in the near future too, which is going to be another really cool added threat. I, I kind of sense that they were hinting at towards the end of the book. Yeah, I really do think they're hinting at that as well. So yeah, you're going to have monsters, killers, and like an entire ninja clan holding this guy back. Yeah, ninjas, monsters. Yeah, because uh, Awakaguri clan's going to come too. I mean, they want Gabimaru. So I feel like all shit's going to collide on that island. And I like a lot of stories, the secret of the Panacea, I'm going to guess, is something, you know, darker than we even know. One shout out to is the fight scene with the huge ass ninja that has the big ass ball that fights Gabamaro and Gabamaro has no weapons. Such a great fight scene where Gabamaro just schools his ass with just legs. Honestly, Shiguri is the only person in her entire clan who adhered to the they have to keep their hands tied up rule. So she's keeping poor Gabi Maru with his hands tied. And yeah, he just fights this monolith of a man with I don't remember how many weapons he said he's taken from other warriors that he wants to bathe in blood. And yeah, Gabi Maru just, you know, kind of spanks him hard too, which And I love that when he finally does get a sword near the end of the book. How his image changes when Sagiri looks at him, and how he looks once he's actually holding a sword. I also really like how they kind of figure things out between the two of them, because it's a really cool part of the book, and I don't want to spoil it at all, but there is a total like convergence of minds between those two, which is really kind of nice and fulfilling, I thought, to kind of get out of the way right there at the beginning, and it was really cool the way that they inspire each other without forcing a love angle on him that that was really neat the way they the creator pulled that off yeah it was really neat so yeah man really solid choice i thoroughly enjoy this i'm glad you love it i'm gonna get the second volume soon i would love to talk about it more with you hopefully you'll get it too so we can see where this journey takes us if you guys want some great manga I highly recommend Hell's Paradise. You can get it from Viz exclusively on their website. You can also get it on Amazon, whatever your preference is. It's definitely worth the money. Viz, I think it's probably the $12.99. You can get them sometimes cheaper on Amazon, but sometimes at the same price. But I highly recommend it to everyone. It's just good fun. I mean, like I said, it's got a lot to offer. There's a fighter element to it. There's the body horror. There's a really good character study to it about, you know, like what can ease a savage heart. I mean, there's a lot to this one. It's not just like a simple narrative. That even love can make you realize you're not hollow. So it's not like a simple fighter or, you know, horror book. There's there's a lot of different aspects to it. So you ready to get into Doro Hidoro? Yeah, let's get into the book that made me feel like I ate some ayahuasca with like really bad mushrooms, but had a good time <laughs> anyhow. Let's do it. All right. Next up, we have Doro Hidoro, written and drawn by Q Hayasita, a blood-spattered battle between diabolical sorcerers and the monsters they create. In a city so dismal, it's only known as The Hole. A clan of sorcerers have been picking people off the streets to use as guinea pigs for atrocious experiments in the black arts. In a dark alley, Nikado found Cayman, a man with a reptile head and a bad case of amnesia. To undo the spell, they're hunting and killing the sorcerers in The Hole, hoping that eventually they'll kill the right one. But when in 
the head sorcerer gets word of the lizard man slaughtering his people he sends a crew of cleaners into the hole igniting a war between the two worlds all i know is i don't want the man inside to say i'm not the one yeah man uh Cayman basically yeah he's a dude with basically an alligator head and when he catches a sorcerer him and Nikado beat the holy hell out of him and then he chews on that dude's head while th- the spectral dude climbs up his throat and inspects to see if it's the guy that cursed him and I gotta say it's kind of very creepy imagery it's what kind of really sold me on this book is that there's so many heads in just freaking Cayman's mouth I mean it definitely put me off too when I first started just seeing the head fully in there I was just like whoa what is going on? Right. This first volume, it is a nice setup. Like, this book just expands, and it has such a huge cast that revolves, and you learn so much about both the worlds through all the different characters. But this one, it really does serve very well to introduce you to the main players, which are, of course, Nakado, Kamen, In, Fujita, Abizu, Shin, and Noi which are basically the big ones. I love meeting all those characters. I got to say, I found it your favorite. Shin was definitely my favorite, the sorcerer that wears a heart mask. And I really, even though the sorcerers, I guess, are the antagonists of the story, them in their mushroom kingdom, I got to say, I kind of got drawn to them more than our two protagonists. I just kind of love the society they have and the weird shit they do. Well, the further you get into the book, you kind of learn a lot more about who Nukato is, which... Oh, man, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But yeah, no, like nobody is what they seem in this book. Well, except for In. You know what I mean? He's just a crazy guy that loves ruling his little magic kingdom, eating his mushrooms and, you know, kind of being a pervert. And Cayman doesn't remember who he is, right? Cayman doesn't remember who he is. And that's kind of the main focus of the book here and there. But like I said, you got a big revolving cast. You get to introduce to the gang called the Cross Eyes who live in the sorcerer world, but they don't have any magic. So they're kind of punked on. So they kind of fake it. Oh, you meet the demons who give the sorcerers their powers and their masks and all that. There is a lot that goes on in both these worlds there's just an incredible cast of characters and i can't even pretend to name them all that show up in the 23 books of this but this is a very solid very exciting first arc for a book that's anime is about to come out soon which i'm really excited for and that's why i really wanted to plug this here because i've been dying for them to do a dora hidora anime i mean i'll i'll watch it because i'm so intrigued with this you've already got me definitely reading more I want to read more about this whole world. I mean, the setup of how their sorcerers have their domain and then everything else is in the hole. I love that setup. And I'm just so intrigued to learn everything. And especially now with you saying there's so much to learn about Nakato. Yeah, she's definitely got a very interesting past that you'll learn about. Yeah, Cayman's got a very interesting, when you find out about all he's been through and who he really is. Yeah, this book just goes and goes and stays interesting. I think because the the revolving cast, because you kind of switch focus between different groups between arcs and it really helps it stay strong like there's a lot of really cool stuff with shin because he never uses his magic in uh, probably the first 15 volumes he just smashes people with the hammer because he's that badass he doesn't even need to use his smoke which <laughs> no i know i love that he's just running around with a hammer and that heart mask on it that character just sang to my heart that's the guy i was like that's my guy and even finding out that uh, Noi, her, the, the reveal that she was a female, that was a great reveal, too. Yeah, she's just like a big old monolith of a woman, man, like Ronda Rousey or something. Just, oh, 
exactly. yoked out, just super goddess type chick. <laughs> Do you think that this manga created a fetish of people wanting their heads inside of a giant lizard man? I don't know. Is that a thing? Or is that like, are people doing that online? I feel like that might be a fetish. I don't know. Just, I mean, there's a fetish for everything. Maybe some people just saw that and were like, that's what I want to be. I want to be uh, inside that lizard's mouth being judged. I I would never want to be in Cayman's mouth. I would never want Cayman to chew on my head. After seeing what it did to poor Ibizu, because like, she's kind of running around like a... Oh, poor Ibizu, like, a, like an invalid almost. Half naked, having her face fixed. She, she gets fixed and she gets her brain back eventually, but she's she's still crazy anyways. She's just like that kind of character, but she's probably, aside from Shin, my favorite. Like, she is hilarious, man. Ibizu rules. Man, I'm so glad you're in just this grimy world. Me, psychedelic lover, got all those mushrooms running around it really did feel like q probably ate a lot of mushrooms kind of helped him you know get this plot manifest it yeah and this is also one of the prime reasons why i kind of crack up when people try to say they're like oh if girls do comics they're just gonna write these girly comics i'm like dude like q hyacita man she's a little cutie and she writes and draws this and it's a female yeah she i didn't even know that and that's awesome there, there's all kinds of weird fetishy sexy stuff in it there's implied drug use within in his psilocybin i mean like this is is probably as far from girly stuff as i think shit can get because like shin's caving people's heads in with claw hammers and <laughs> uh. yeah it's something some, yeah it's just completely getting you know having that Written by a female is awesome that they can go that deep. I'm trying to figure out right now, one of my other favorite books is Jujutsu Kaisen. And I think that that is a girl also. It is. See, because she started drawing herself as a girl. And the first like couple, you know, year I was reading Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a book we should cover also. I think you'd like it. It's a little lighter, but the story's great. And I thought it was a guy for like the first six months. And then I kept realizing in the back, wait, every time... KJ draws them draws themselves. It's a girl. So is this funny? Because it's so much of its male perspective. And I'm like, oh, this is a girl. I'm being yeah. I'm, I'm being sexist just because of all the male cast. I thought it was a guy. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. There's also another really kind of brutal manga I like called Wolfsmund, which is kind of a medieval thing. It takes place in Switzerland during the Austrian occupation, written by I forget her name, but it's it's very torture centric. I mean, like it's kind of disturbing and it's completely written and drawn by a little japanese girl which is amazing to me you know what i mean like yeah dude these are all just more stuff i need to read yeah that 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 is amazing so yeah that was Dorohidoro. i really hope that our strange ramblings about it inspired you to check it out it is by far probably one of the most interesting things you'll probably ever look at or read because the art style is not really like any manga you'll see the characters kind of have manga features but the way that they're drawn it's still not the same and just the subject matter and the way they interact i've never read another comic book like it not from europe not from japan definitely not from america so no it's completely unique i agree yeah it's completely unique so really hope you guys enjoyed the show i'm johnny you can find me on twitter at johnny alpha 81 and on youtube at graphic vandalism and i'm michael you can find me on twitter at poet air 33 you can find the show on twitter at nerds from we are a proud member of the nerdy legion podcast network and we'd really like it if you guys maybe checked out and listened to a couple of the other shows on here because they all pretty much rock and with that good journey